Hello and welcome to the After Sermon Podcast, where we learn all about a Bible topic, character, or concept. And today on our Christmas special, we're taking a look back at the year of 2017. Hi, my name is Christopher, and ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat, because we have with us two very esteemed guests. We have, first of all, Mr. Jai Watson. Good afternoon. And, of course, the, uh, I was going to say veritable, the, uh, the prestigious, the veritable Mr. Jesse Marks. Hello. Sorry, I didn't give you any adjectives, Jai. You get amazing and, uh... Old. <laughs> you mean wise, wise. <laughs> yeah. And not only do we have these two guests not joining us in studio, but leaving us with some very interesting messages, answering some of our key questions today, will be other hosts from the podcast. We'll have joining us Mr. Michael Godfrey, Miss Emily Sonta, and Miss Kiralee Josie. They'll be coming in at different points in our podcast today. So make sure to listen out for them as they come along and make their little surprise cameos. Now, gents, I wanted to start off by having a look at first a little bit uh, as a bit of a year in review, kind of reminisce on what the podcast was this year. We uh, A lot happened for us this year. Uh, we had a lot of new hosts come on uh, to our podcast. We had James, Mitchell, Christy, uh, Emily, Kira, Tiana. Uh, we had a, a, whole not, a whole lot of new faces come and join us on the podcast, and quite a few of them uh, were actually preachers themselves. They presented on sermons which they have given, which was really awesome to hear from some more people, uh, some different sermon ideas, and just in general to hear different perspectives from all these different people. But we also had some new guests with us. We had uh, Peter Watts, who's the head of evangelism in North New South Wales. We had Pastor Abel, Pastor of Coffs, uh, Colin Hone, uh, who's all in the prayer ministries, Mark Harwood from Creation Ministries International, and uh, some college uh, graduates such as David Pinade. So we had a lot of really awesome people uh, come and join us in the podcast this year. And it was really awesome to kind of uh, grow and expand a bit in that regard. Uh, we also got, as you guys know, we got into some new platforms. We got onto SoundCloud and iTunes and Podbean, which was great. And yes, but don't you have some more some more announcements for Jai? Uh... <laughs> Jai, I'm glad you asked. You see, that leads perfectly into our big announcement that we have. You're hearing this here first, folks. No one else has heard this news yet. Next year, we are hoping to expand the podcast into a larger ministry. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be establishing a website. And on this website, you'll be able to find all of our regular podcast episodes. Don't worry, the podcast will still be around. You'll be getting us here every fortnight. But what we'll be doing is kind of expanding uh, the way in which we want to reach people. We're going to be providing Bible studies, and we're going to be uh, uploading interesting articles to this website, open access for all of you guys to be able to see. Uh, so the Bible studies, we really want for you guys to be able to take these and be able to tell your friends about it, or share these studies um, with your friends online. Mm. And we're hoping that uh, people who are following the podcast or find the site as well, who maybe don't know about God, 
will also read these Bible studies and be able to get a better understanding of what we believe. And as far as our articles go, we're trying to get a really diverse uh, range of topics. So uh, each article will have a bit of a different twist. Some of them may be uh, focused on evangelism. Others might be focused on looking at a particular Bible passage or character. Uh, we've got some articles that we're writing which are to do with uh, current events and a biblical perspective on them. Uh, and we've also got a whole lot of testimonies that we're going to be sharing. And so overall, we've got a great diversity of uh, Bible studies and articles and topics that we really want to share with you guys. So make sure, if you want to know when this website is up and ready and all of these resources will be available to you guys, uh, follow us on our Facebook page and we'll keep you posted there. That is the After Sermon Podcast Facebook page and you can find out all about what we're doing uh, with the website right there. All right, well, before we go and look at the Sermon Catharsis, let's have a look at the year of 2017. Let's have a look at all the different things uh, that we looked at, that we studied, and the way we're going to do this, uh, Mr. Jai and Mr. Jesse, uh, I'm going to ask you some questions about some of your favorite things this year. So here are the topics that we're going to go through. We're going to discuss uh, our favorite sermon uh, that we listened to during the year. We're going to uh, talk about our favorite podcast uh, as a little fun one, our favorite thumbnail. Uh, and then as well, what was our favorite Bible verse and favorite book of the Bible uh, this year? What was it about those that, ver that particular verse, that particular book of the Bible that really uh, spoke to us during this year? And then finally, I just want to give us the opportunity to be able to share uh, something that God did for us in our lives this year that is really meaningful and that we'd like to share with our listeners at home. So, those are all of the questions that we're going to be looking at today. Um, so let's start off with looking at our favorite sermon, and Jesse, how about you tell us uh, which sermon was your favorite this year? Hmm. Um, I'm going to say probably Divine Blood. I really like Divine Blood. It was, oh, first of all, a great theme. I love the theme. It was so good. Like that 1960s spy feel and the video introduction. Uh, it was really cool. <clears throat> but really, what took it for me was the application. Not the idea that, sure, God is um, chase. Oh, not, yeah, chasing after us. But not only chasing after us, he's actually running toward us from the other direction as well. So, like, in either way we go, God is chasing after us so he's waiting for us to to embrace us as his uh as his son or daughter i just thought that was so cool and like the whole fortress idea no nah, you really did well chris so nah, i really like that one uh, well i'm very glad that you appreciated the uh kind of 1960s theme there mr marks so everyone make sure to check out prophetic blood divine love uh i think for me i really liked michael's sermon uh from rebellion to redemption I really liked his comparison uh, between Jesus and the thief or the robber on the cross. And I liked how he went into a lot of the kind of historical context of it. And he really got into um, what the biblical passage is trying to convey as well. There was just a whole lot there. And then again, the personal application for us uh, was really profound looking at how the, the parallels and similarities between us and the thief on the cross, which is actually quite similar to um, 
what you were talking about, Jesse, in the prophetic blood, divine love, the comparisons between us and Cain, both the sinners who are responsible for the death of Jesus. So kind of similar themes there. And uh, I just really loved as well Michael's uh, poem that he wrote at the end. He, mm. he always gets me with those mm. poems. And I just, to me, that really wrapped up so good. The, the whole sermon. So that, that one really spoke out to me. How about you, Jai? What about you? Um, probably one of my, my favorite ones uh, that spoke to me really was uh, Godfrey's uh, Don't Leave God Until Tomorrow. Um, spoke to a lot of uh, procrastination, which, um, yeah, we can find ourselves doing in, in all areas of our life, um, even even our spiritual life. And, um, yeah, it was just something that, I, that yeah, really sort of woke me up a little bit. Nice. Yeah, that was a... That was our Christmas special from last year. It was indeed. So, was indeed. good choice, good choice. Well, uh, now, how about podcasts? We've recorded, this will be our 20th podcast. Hey, that's pretty cool. We, yes. we uh, hit the 20 mark uh, at the end of the year. So, you have quite a range of ones to pick from. What do you think was your favorite podcast? How about you start with you this time, Jai? I thought that's what we were, we were talking about. That was my favorite podcast. Oh, that was your favorite podcast. As well. You know what? That makes perfect sense. So maybe, maybe I'm just the the weird one who has a different sermon and a different podcast favorite. But um, for me, the the one that I really enjoyed recording and the one that uh, I enjoyed listening back to as well uh, was episode sixteen, the common denominator. Uh, Kira had a whole lot of great information in that one, uh, and I really like. It. Sort of similar to the procrastination idea, this mm. one was more on complacency, uh, which complacency is almost the worst version of procrastination. Procrastination is, I'll do it tomorrow. Complacency is, I'm not going to do it. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> um, and so just looking at like historical examples and how uh, basically we see in Revelation that the Bible basically prophesies, prophesies, yeah, prophesies <laughs> that in the end times, in the times that we're living in, complacency will be be a big issue uh and so there was a lot of really cool stuff that i found in there so look that was a tough one to pick from as well we did a lot of really good episodes and i've enjoyed every one that we've recorded but i think for me that one i can go back and listen to that one and almost get something back get something new every time i listen from it because there was just so much uh deep information in there and uh what about you mr jesse uh are you like myself or a bit more like jai are you <laughs> Yeah, it's funny you say that, Chris, because actually my two favorites were exactly your two favorites. Um, but probably what top, topped the list was from Rebellion to Redemption. I just love the, the themes covered in that um, in that podcast, especially the one where even at Jesus's lowest, he's suffering, he's at, on the cross, and yet he still has the energy, the love, the compassion to take time out for other people, whether it's talking to the 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 thief on the cross or reaching out to his mother Mary, um, to John. I I yeah, I just think that's so fascinating. I mean, you see that all throughout Jesus' ministry as well. Another time that really leaped out to me, um, when Jesus did this was right after John the Baptist's death. Obviously that would have hit Jesus really hard, but um it says Jesus went up to the top of the hill grieving. But then some multitudes came and it said Jesus had compassion on them and went out um and did his ministry. Like even at times like that because I know when we're when I'm down, I'm sure when everyone else is down, the first thing you want to do is to think of yourself. Just go by yourself and just you know kind of 
sorrow and your lonesomeness. But no, Jesus goes out and he actually helps people as a way of, uh, yeah, I guess even coping with his sadness, which I think is really profound. And yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I think it makes sense, hey, that that's probably the most interesting thing to study because basically the cross is the climax of human history. Every, everything leads up to that and everything that comes after is just looking back at that, you know? It, there's, we're never really going to reach uh, another point that's as significant as that unless, you know, you want to uh, put in the second coming or something like that. It's just a, an event of that magnitude. There's so much going on at the cross and so... It's interesting how just looking at one little part, you know, just this interaction between Jesus and the thief, you can get so much just from one aspect of this huge event. Nice. Well, let's have a look now uh, at our favorite thumbnail. There are quite a few different thumbnails that uh, made that made some appearances. I'll uh, start off with mine first, and that would be the thumbnail for episode 10, Innocent Bystanders. Um... Now, uh, I edited this one, and it took me forever to get the uh, the Good Samaritan. If you basically a little description of it is, the Good Samaritan is helping out. You know, the guy who gets beaten up and robbed, and he's just pouring into the guy's mouth like a bag of chips, because <laughs> we made reference to chips in the podcast, <laughs> and that took me forever to edit. And by the end of it, I was just like, you know what? That might be the best thing that I've ever done. <laughs> I was just so happy with it. I was like, you know what? I don't know if I can oh, ever man. top this. So that, that'd be my favorite. Just the pure satisfaction I got out of getting that little chips in the hand was perfect. Uh, what, what about you, Mr. Jai? Got a, got a favorite there? Uh, <clears throat> I, I really like uh, the After Seven podcast trailer. I reckon that's one of the... One of the best ones that, uh, the thumb, one of the best thumbnails I like. But out of the uh, the podcast would definitely be um, out of the boat uh, from comfort to courage. I reckon that one, um, yeah, is really uh, really inspiring. Nice, nice. And uh, Mr. Marks, favorite thumbnail. Um. I kind of like, yeah, I just love the idea of Shia LaBeouf holding the world in his hands. There's something about that. <laughs> that just, yeah, I don't know what to say. And plus, you got to love those eyes on Shakespeare, so you know what, let's go with that one. Episode nice. 11. Episode 11, Theatre of the Universe. Good choice, good choice. My favourite sermon this year are the sermon Prophetic Blood, Divine Love, which is in ASP episode 18, one of our most recent ones, preached by Christopher Peterson. This sermon uh, was just, I think, um, the reason it stands out for me is that the the uh, topic that was chosen was, was so interesting and original, I found. Really interesting sermon, all about how, um, all about the story of Cain and Abel is how it starts off. Talking about this mystery of was Cain really as bad as as he's portrayed to be today, and uh, and then going forward uh, towards the end of that sermon, talking about God's love, God's divine love. One of my favourite sermons is the rise of the Khmer Rouge. This is one of my favourites because I'm intrigued by history, and the sermon analyses historical events which occurred in Cambodia, and it examines how they line up with the Bible. 
My favourite sermon for this year was Prophetic Blood, Divine Love by Mr Christopher Peterson. I liked it because the first time I heard it, I couldn't even tell where it was going to go. And also, it was really cool because I really got a picture of God's love for us because we're going to do things wrong. But he really wants to be our sanctuary, a place where we can hide and find shelter from judgment because he is covering us. Now, favorite podcast. Okay, uh, I'm going to cheat a little bit here, and uh, I've I've actually chosen two of podcasts, which I think are for me uh, a tied first. My favorite podcast. The first one, one of our more recent ones, uh, episode 17 from Rebellion to Redemption. Uh, I really, really enjoyed this podcast. I really enjoyed the input that the uh, the guys Chris and Mitchell gave me on. Um, uh, on a sermon that I preached uh, relatively recently and uh, the discussions I feel were just really really inspired and really encouraging and uplifting and uh, I really encourage you to go check that out. The other one uh, that I would say is um, probably probably my most favorite of the year it's uh, it's one we did way back in February it was our Valentine's Day special The Prodigal Wife that was with Chris and Jesse and uh, that was a fantastic one it was a little bit longer than our average length um, because we included a matchmaker round at the end so um, really encourage you to go check that one out as well. A podcast that I really enjoyed was God's Divine Appointments. What I took from this podcast in particular was the importance of witnessing which I personally view as acting in our best ability to betray the the character of Christ out of this. Every podcast is a really, really hard question. I really loved um, so many of them. I especially liked episode 16, The Common Denominator, because that was on my own sermon. I had a lot of fun recording that. I also really enjoyed um, The Rise of the Khmer Rouge because I got to be a history nerd, um, which is my favourite state of being. But um, one that I wasn't in, maybe, I really enjoyed Under the Terebinth Tree because that really explored in-depth leadership and it really helped me to realise how warped the idea of leadership is in today's society and how we should be looking to Jesus as our example for leadership and not the things that we see in this world because quite frankly most of the things um, the leadership things are just terrible my favorite thumbnail we've got here I'm going to vote again for a tied first. Between ASP Episode 9, Rise of the Kima Rouge, and of course ASP Episode 7, The Cross of Three. Uh, I encourage you to go and check out those thumbnails and of course the podcast that go with them. Really nice stuff there. I must say that I really like the thumbnail of Episode 7, The Cross of Three. My favourite part about it is that even though there are multiple features in the picture, the cross still stands out and I think that it is the obvious symbolism 
of the cross that makes me like this image the most. Favourite thumbnail is another really hard question. Um, so I went back and I looked at them and I think that my favourite has to be um, the one for episode 11, the theatre of the universe, because um, it shows Shia LaBeouf holding the world in his hands and um, Shakespeare with the googly eyes. It just made me laugh so hard because the idea of Shia LaBeouf holding the world in his hands and saying, like, just do it to the world is so beautiful. All right, well, now that we've had a bit of fun, um, I want to get uh, into some more of the things that are at a bit more on a personal level for us, kind of looking um, more how our, kind of how our relationship with God was during the year. And I think uh, the, the three questions we're going to kind of look at is what were our favorite Bible verses, uh, what was our favorite book of the Bible, and just to, sh uh, just to share a story of something that God did for us this year. So... Uh, and just to clarify, yeah, the, the Bible verse and the book will be specifically um, our favorites for this year that spoke to us for some reason uh, this year. So, uh, who would like to start with their favorite verse? I'll, uh, I'll jump in. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so, my favorite verse sort of uh, is a little bit of a summary or it just plays to, to the year I've had. Um, and it is First Corinthians uh, 1 verse 27 where it says, uh, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. Sort of, it sort of was something that really gave me the confidence to, to step out and do a few of the things that um, I felt like God was calling me to, to do that were above what I uh, felt capable of. Yeah, so that was that's my uh, my Bible verse. Nice, nice. What about you, Mr. Jesse? What was a uh, Bible verse that really helped keep you going throughout the year? Sure. Um, we this year I've been going. Um, Chris, you have as well, actually. Been going through the Book of Romans quite in depth, and um, one verse that really stood out to me was Romans five eight. For God shows His love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, um, as Christians, we talk about the love of God a lot, which is awesome. I mean, that's why we're all here. That's why we're all Christians. But I love verses that really just paint what that love is a little bit more in depth. And it's just like, yeah, Christ didn't wait for us to get our things in order to to die for us. He could have waited till, you know what, we've, you know, we started showing a little bit of progress, started cutting off a few sins, doing something a little better. But no, he, he died for us while we were still in the mud and... Um, yeah, and then from then on, he, he's helping us to get out of the mud. But I love that. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I think for me, uh, man, it's hard, isn't it, to get just like one verse. <laughs> uh, I'm going through all of them. It's like, ah. Oh. Yeah, and, and it, it is a bit of a tricky one as well because, yeah. One verse for 12 months. Yeah. yeah, yeah, one verse for 12 months is a bit harsh, which is why we've got the book as well. But, um. I think for me, uh, I'm going to be a bit of a hack. I kind of have mostly one, but I think I need to just say the other one just for context. Another one in there yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it's the story of Paul's conversion, and he's on the road to Damascus. Uh, and when Jesus appears to him, Jesus says, I am Jesus whom you were persecuting. 
isn't it hard for you to kick against the goads? Uh, so for those of you who don't know, I had to look this up myself. I was like, what is a goad? Um, and apparently it was a stick that was used by shepherds and they'd put just small little thorns, little pricks on the, uh, this, this bit of wood. And so they would use that to direct the sheep where they wanted to. If the sheep started going off the path, they'd just prod it with the stick, give it a little, little bit of incentive to stay on the path just by prodding it a bit with the thorn. Uh, and so basically Jesus is saying, he's like, hey, Paul, I've got this really good idea. I want you to be my apostle, but you keep rejecting it. Uh, you keep hurting yourself. I'm trying to direct you and you just keep going, nope, bam, and just throwing yourself into these thorns. So he just says, Paul, why do you keep doing this to yourself? Um, and so I think for me, that was really interesting. Figuring out, trying to figure out what is God's plan? What is God's will for your life? Because this verse indicates that we can go against that will and sometimes be kicking up against the goads. Mm. Uh, and so for me, I've been trying to place a big emphasis uh, in my personal life in how I get a, how I live my life and is it in accordance with God's will? Because I want to do it. Uh, that's the best place you can be. Uh, you don't want to be hurting yourself. And so basically the follow-up verse to that is uh, Jesus is talking to Ananias, the prophet who's going to uh, help Paul in his spiritual conversion. Uh, and God says to Ananias, Go, for Paul is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. And I really like that because I don't, though, direct, though the context is directed to Paul, I don't think uh, it's unfaithful to apply that to our lives, that we are all chosen vessels for God as well. God has a plan for us. He wants us to do something for him. He has his will, um, and he's chosen us to do that. So are we accepting that will, or are we, like Paul, kicking up against the goads? That's been something I've been trying to incorporate in my life, uh, especially this year. So that, those uh, kind of verses in tandem have really been, uh, yeah, really influential in my life this year. That's awesome. Well, uh, as you guys mentioned, it is a bit hard to pinpoint just one verse in uh, the entire Bible that stuck out to you. So how about I make it a bit easier for you? How about a favorite book of the Bible for this year? Uh, one that you particularly enjoyed reading. Uh, Jesse, how about we start off with you? Sure. Um, for me, probably this year, it's been the book of Matthew. I've been going quite in depth into the book of Matthew this year. Um, I'm almost finished it, to be honest. I've been purposefully taking my time, just looking in depth at the text and just thinking about it, praying about it. And yeah, it's, it's really been life changing. Just walking in the footsteps of Jesus, just seeing his life, paying attention to the fine little details throughout the book, because you hear the story if you live in a Christian home over and over again, but just going back over the book and looking for those fine little details about Jesus' compassion, his love. Yeah, it really just hits you hard. So probably the book of Matthew for me. Nice. In there, is there a particular story or maybe a particular character or event that really kind of sticks out to you? Hmm. Let me think. I, I suppose for character, it'd probably be Joseph, right? Since we just did a podcast on him. True. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. And by the so, way, check that out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Joseph. Oh yeah. He's such a remarkable man. I, I want to be more like him in my Christian walk. The humility, the sacrifice, yeah. Just listen to my sermon; you'll get you'll get my thoughts. So now, cool. 
Well, I think for me, the uh, the book that I enjoyed reading through the most was uh, First Kings, and I'm going to be a bit of a hack and say a little bit of Second Kings, just because it continues the story of Elijah and Elisha. Um, actually, he, here we go. I find the last half of First Kings more interesting than the first, and this no. <laughs> I find the second half of 1st Kings more interesting than the first half. And I find the first half of 2nd Kings more interesting than the second half. So, so almost a book. Almost a book. Yeah, really. so, I, so I, get rid of the, I get rid of the sandwich ends of either book and just have like the, that first half, second half. That, that's, I get that. Yeah, see, adds up to one book. <laughs> um, I just really love reading through the uh, life of Elijah. He's such, he's such an interesting character and... Uh, I think for me, he's one of the characters that it's the e it's the easiest to see where his mental state is throughout all the different periods of his life. Um, the most obvious example is in chapter 19 where uh, he's going through this serious case of depression. But even before and after that, you can really see what emotions Elijah is going through throughout his spiritual journey and as he's trying to convert the people of Israel uh, back to worshipping God. Um, and his relationship with Elisha as like his mentor is fascinating as well and kind of watching those two um, develop their friendship and eventually you know Elisha takes over and then reading the ministry of Elisha and there are just so many fascinating lessons in there as well um, and I think as well when you read through it and you really pay attention you pick up on things that uh, you may not have realized before uh, beforehand, like for example, uh, I was really thrown off when I realized at the end of the book, basically, King Ahab repents of all his sins, and God actually accepts his repentance, meaning his repentance was genuine. Uh, and you know, we always think of Ahab as this super evil guy, which for a while he was. You know, he was doing a lot of terrible stuff, but no one ever really tells you that at the end of his life he regretted it all and he turned back to God, or. Um, you look at uh, Nahum, who was, not Nahum, uh, Naaman. Nahum, who was healed of leprosy, was a Syrian. And when you read the, the whole books in their context, you realize that the Syrians have been trying to invade Israel for decades. And then all of a sudden, that story has a lot more significance. You go, oh my goodness, Elisha, you're healing the enemy. And uh, Naaman's like the best general they have. What are you doing? Um... And so there are just like a lot of cool little details like that. And as I said, so many practical lessons that I found I could apply uh, by looking at specifically the lives of Elijah and Elisha. So definitely my uh, standout book for this year. And uh, Mr. Jai, how about yourself? Um, <clears throat> for me, I'd, I'd have to say um, each of the Gospels has... Uh, the writers have a different personality and some people are drawn to different ones and, and for me my um, my favorite is is the book of John um, and that's something that I, yeah I really can't get uh, can't get sick of uh, reading reading John so mm. I'd have to say that would be my book for the year nice that's great look at that we got two gospels and randomly just first kings just <laughs> chilling there <laughs> nah that's awesome and it's really and it's really cool to hear as well how each of us uh, chose that book and the verses for different reasons as well. We each have a 
unique perspective and I think that kind of goes to show how all of us have a unique relationship with God which I find really fascinating you know hearing from other people their relationship with God um, and the last thing that I just want to go through is I want us to share a story of uh, just something that God did for you this year that uh, really stood out for you something maybe it could be an answer to prayer uh, it could be it could be any variety of things. So, um, Jai, do you, shall we start with you? We can start with me. Um, so, uh, this probably the, the biggest thing that happened for me this year was um, something I prayed about before, and, and the opportunity came for me to uh, be involved in a. Uh, preaching series in, in Africa, Botswana, um, was organized by a group called Share Him, and if anyone's, you know, interested in, in um, yeah, in preaching or in, in, in this sort of experience or feel God calling them into that, um, yeah, it's definitely something I would suggest. Um, so that was a, a an amazing experience of uh, heading to a, a different country where I didn't know anyone, didn't really know the, the language. I mean, they spoke, they spoke English. As well as uh, Setswana, I think. Um, but yeah, just really, really awesome to see how God can use you, even though uh, you don't feel like you could be used sometimes. Mm. No, that's really awesome. And I, I've heard um, one of our guests, uh, David Pignate, was on that trip as well, wasn't he? Yeah, Dave. Yeah, Dave was on there. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I heard as well from from you and from David how awesome the whole trip was. So yeah, that's cool. Uh, what about yourself, Mr. Jesse? Sure. Um, <clears throat> I, yeah, I was thinking about this. Like, what do you share? But I think I've got something to share. Um, so this year, along with, along with Chris, I went down to study theology, um, just pretty much learning more about the Bible, training to become a minister. And that, that's a giant leap of, faith, leap of faith itself. But um, one aspect that really I felt God's leading in was money, because obviously you need money to study. And money was something I did not have. So I prayed to God and I said, God, I, I, I need money for this course, but I don't want to rely on my parents. I, I want to make this Martin journey and I want to pay for this journey myself. And I need a job pretty much. Um, I wasn't sure what, what to do, but, um, I prayed for a job and like this probably at the beginning of the year, uh, I had been working at my old school doing kind of like grounds work, um, previously, off and on, um, just kind of like weeding, whippersnipping, mowing, that kind of stuff. And I kind of liked it. it. It was a nice break from study. It was um, something outdoors. You had time to think, to reflect, even to pray while you work, which I thought was really cool. Um, it's people time. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah. So I, I really didn't, like, I kind of put it out there, God, I wouldn't mind doing something a bit physical, just like a little, little bit of a break from the study. And um, I talked to the school and things looked pretty, like, slim. It didn't look like they had enough money to pay for an extra worker. They didn't think they needed extra, any extra work. Uh, any, yeah, They didn't have anything for me to do. So I was like, okay, God, I'll, I'll trust you. I'll see what happens. But um, it's funny. They always managed to give me at least a week. They say, okay, we've got a week of work for you. But the thing is, once I do that week, they're like, okay, um, we could probably use you for another week. 
and like, okay, I can do another week. And then the next week, it's like, um, actually, would you mind staying for maybe another week or two? I was like, yeah, I'm happy to. And it just keeps happening. Like, I say, oh, we've only got two days work. We've only got three days work and end up staying there for like three weeks. So it's like, oh man, that's <laughs> man. pretty cool. But thanks. <laughs> that's awesome. Don't know. What about you, Chris? Uh, man, like this is, this year has just been like, what, what, what can't I thank God for? <laughs> I can't think of anything. Um, it's just been a crazy year. Yeah, as, as you mentioned, uh, going down to Avondale, uh, studying theology has just been a great experience this year. Um, meeting new friends there and just the, the whole range of experiences that we've had. Uh, but I think the experience I found the most enriching uh, was our church placement. Um, we, uh, so Jesse and I, we kind of, we, we were given about like three weeks at the beginning of the semester to look around at some churches and see where we would want to do, uh, the placement aspect of our degree, uh, or for our units rather, uh, for the year. Uh, and it was, it was a pretty big decision to make, especially since we had never visited any of these churches before. We had no idea, um, what you know what they were like and so really it was just this whole matter of faith just putting in god's hands and going okay god uh you you put us you know in the church that you want where do you want us <laughs> yeah basically um and so we the first week we went we went to arimba church uh and i remember i don't know if you really should do this it, it sounds a bit sketchy but i was like taking notes on the churches we visited because <laughs> like do they have this do they have that do they meet my standards like this like it's not, I don't recommend choosing a church that way, but I think for, uh, for us, it was, we were in a bit of a unique position where there were certain things we needed to look for, uh, which would be like particularly useful for our units, um, and for our placement. So don't necessarily recommend, but God works through even bad ideas. I think this might've been a bad one. Uh, but I remember, uh, basically everything that I wanted to see in my placement church, Arimba had, I was like, this church is great. Everyone's friendly and welcoming. There's heaps of opportunity to work with people here. The youth were friendly and inviting to us. Um, I just loved everything about it. And uh, I said to God, God, there's just one thing. There's just one problem. Uh, and I said, God, you know that I do the podcasts and I put all my sermons on YouTube and all this. And I said, but you know, I never use my own camera. I have to borrow someone else's. <laughs> um, and I said, I don't have a camera with me at college. I need the church that I'm going to to have the camera. Um, and I was just thinking to myself, that's the one thing that, uh, Arimba needs. And so I went to another church the next week. And then the third week that we had, this was the last week before we had to choose. I just decided, you know what? I want to go back to Arimba. I really liked it there. So I went back to Arimba, uh, and I couldn't believe it. They had just bought a brand new camera. <laughs> and I was like, okay, God, the one thing that I wanted, you've provided. And I said, that's more than enough for me to decide to stay here. And so, um, yeah, the, uh, just the experiences that I had there, um, the people that I met and just the opportunities that, um, Jesse and I both had, cause Jesse, you, uh, for the audience at home, Jesse chose to go to Rimba as well. Um, yeah, just the experiences that we had there was amazing. And um, here we go. I'm a little bit of a cheat here. I'm going with two again. <laughs> Not 
<laughs> and you know what what sucks for you guys See, if you were editing this, you could edit out my second story. But, uh, I would, bro. I would. But I've got the power here. I, I would edit the first half of your first story. So you can make no sense. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, but there was this one day, I think it was a Thursday. Um, one of the church elders just called me up and go, said, Hey, Christopher, the pastor for this week, he's gotten sick. He's in hospital. We need someone to preach can you preach for us? And I was like, uh, I'll pray about it and I'll get back to you. Uh, now, normally what I like to do is, if possible, I like to do all my research and stuff in one week and then uh, and write it all up and then spend one week practicing it. That way I've got like two weeks just thinking about this thing. This was two days. And I was like, oh gosh, I've never done anything like this before. Um, and so I, I messaged a friend and consulted for some advice as well. And eventually with their help, I decided, okay, I'm going to go through with it. I'll, I'll prepare this sermon. Um, and so I spent, I, I replied to the elder. I said, yep, I'm good to do it. And so I spent all night, I was up to like maybe 12 o'clock, just writing out, pumping out the sermon. I was like, okay, I'll write it all tonight. And then I have all of Friday to preach it, uh, to, to practice it. And then I'll preach it the next day. So I stay up all that time. And then I wake up in the morning and I get a call from the elder again and he says, hey, the guy's better. We don't need you anymore. <laughs> and in my head, I'm just going, oh, I just spent all night writing this silly thing. You've got to be kidding me. So I was both very relieved and both very frustrated. Um, but then I was thinking about it afterwards at the time. And I thought to myself, you know what? The next time I'm preaching is... Uh, during exam studies, during, right before exam week. And I was thinking to myself, I tell you what, it's almost like God forced me into a situation where I had to prepare a sermon so that when exam time comes around, when I should be preparing, practicing it, um, I don't have to do that now. Now I can change my focus. And sure enough, when exam time came around, I was like, I have no time to write a sermon. <laughs> Thank goodness God put me in that situation where I had to write that sermon then and there. So... I think for me that was, uh, the whole year has just kind of been, you know, these little events, God demonstrating how he's got foresight and how to us sometimes things don't really make sense, but God, he sees the big picture and he goes, no, no, trust me, you're going to want to write this sermon tonight because <laughs> you're not going to have time later on. So yeah, uh, that was a real blessing to see God working in that way. I'm going to talk about my favourite Bible verse at the moment. It comes from the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 4. And it's actually uh, not a verse at all. It's a, it's a passage, so I'm kind of cheating again. Sorry for the cheating, but I'll read it to you now. 2 Corinthians, chapter 4, verses 16 to 18 says this. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So essentially what that passage is saying is, God hasn't promised that life on earth for us is going to be easy. 
he hasn't promised that it's going to be a walk in the park. Life's going to have ups and downs. And God's telling us here, he's encouraging us. He's saying, when you experience those times in your life when you are feeling down, don't lose heart. Because our light affliction in the course of eternity for here is but for a moment. And it's working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory in heaven. It's saying that the things which are around us now, bad as they may be, good as they may be, are but temporary. And we need to fix our eyes on the things that aren't temporary, but the things that are eternal. One section of the Bible that over the past year I have referred to multiple times is Romans chapter 5 verses 1 to 11. Two verses within that which I always remember when things in life aren't necessarily going the way I expected them to are verses 3 and 4 as they tell us that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope which for me helps me to always look for the lesson in every situation so that I can learn from it and try to become a better person through that process. My favourite Bible verse changes a lot, um, mostly based on which stage of life I'm in. But right now, um, it's something that I actually read a few days ago. I was looking in the book of Job, and in the book of Job, um, Job is a guy who has a whole lot of terrible things happen to him. And he's basically asking the whole book, um, he and his friends, why did this happen? They're looking for the reason why God lets bad things happen in this world. And eventually in Job 38, God starts replying um, to Job. He says, um, he pretty much says, Job, look, brace yourself like a man because I'm going to lay down some stuff. And he says, um, do you know how this works? Do you know how the lightning works? Do you know how um, the oxen go off and how they live? And do you know um, how, you know, the, the seasons work? Do you understand any of that? You know, tell me if you do. And eventually in chapter 42, um, God finishes um, this spiel, this amazing spiel, and it really just helps you to see how amazing and how much power God really has over the world. And this is my absolute favourite verses um, right now. So it's in Job 42 and it's verses 1 to 3. Then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is that that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me to know. God, um, to me, what that says is that God is really in control. And sucky stuff is going to happen. It's always going to happen. But God is in control of everything. And there's no way that our tiny little minds can understand God while we're on this earth. And possibly even ever. And I think that that's a really, really cool thing, that we serve a God that is beyond our own understanding. How crazy is that? In terms of my favourite book, 
My favorite book of the Bible is the book of 1 John. I really, really like this book. It was one of the one of the first books I remember reading all the way through. That may have been part, partially because it's only five chapters long. But uh, really profound five chapters, definitely. 1 John is all about hope. It's all about John, the disciple of Jesus, talking about how we had him. He was here. We saw him and we, we touched him. We walked with him. And now that he's up in heaven, we don't have to lose hope. Now that he's up in heaven, we actually have more hope because he up in heaven is he is um, advocating for us. He has paid the ultimate price and he has given us the assurance of salvation. John says if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's all about hope. It's all about the hope of forgiveness. But then it also, uh, it talks about love. It talks about what manner of love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. But then it says, beware. It gives a warning, a rebuke. It says, you can't continue in sin. Even though, even though we've been forgiven, even though we've been, we've been justified, even though we've received God's mercy, doesn't mean we can keep on sinning. It says, if we love him, then we'll keep his commandments. And it says his commandments are not burdensome. I'm now quoting from chapter 5. And so all the way through, you've got this theme, a uh, really profound theme. And uh, if you haven't read through the book of 1 John, I encourage you to, to pray about it and then to read through it. It is uh, not only fascinating, but uh, it's transforming. My favourite book in the Bible is the book of Esther. To be honest, it originally became my favourite book when I was much younger because my best friend's name was Esther. However, as I became older and read the book at different stages in my life, I began to realise multiple layers to the story, particularly when I began to look at external historical sources and I began to understand the customs of that time and through that process, began to realise the significance of her actions and how her character and her faith in God developed through her challenges. My favourite books of the Bible is Romans. Um, this is because Paul, the author of the book, is really laying out the foundations of the Christian faith. Um, Romans is just so awesome because it tells us of um, the nature of what Christ has done, the magnitude of this, and it makes it clear that we are saved not through our own works, not through obeying the old law, but we are saved through our faith in Jesus. And it is only that that brings us salvation, which is such an awesome thing. We don't have to do anything to achieve salvation except for believe and everything else um, will follow that. Also, it paints God as really, really triumphant um, and as being for us rather than this scary looming figure, which, you know, and a omnipotent power, a deity that's created us could really become. Um, and it says in Romans 8, verse 31, If God is for us, who can be against us? And I'm continuing on to verse 32. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us these things? And basically he says, 
um, Paul goes on to say, through Christ, we are more than conquerors. We are greater than the warriors. And nothing can separate us from him. He's not going to suddenly decide, no, no, I'm just going to cancel Earth right now, thanks. Um, Because um, in verse 38 of chapter 8, it says, Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God. This happened fairly recently, only a couple of months ago. This happened uh, at a time where I was feeling pretty down. There were some circumstances in my life that were not, um, well, that were not good. We'll put it that way. Um, I was not feeling the best, actually. I was feeling um, relatively depressed. Uh, And I I was lying on my bed in my room one day, looking over at the bookshelf. Um, and I'd kind of said to God, God, if you, you know, I could really, I could really use some help right now. I could really use something encouraging. I could really use something to get me back on my feet, uh, something to fix me up a little bit so that I can have the hope to, and have the strength to keep going. And, um, so I was looking over at my bookshelf kind of staring at it, uh, full of books, uh, and then the top shelf was actually um, actually full of uh, video games, which is interesting, not sure why, but a whole lot of old video games there uh, that I haven't played in years. Anyway, I, uh, I, I, felt, I felt myself being drawn to this one particular game. I couldn't take my eyes off it. It was quite strange. Um, it was... It was just there. It was almost magnetic. Um, uh, I was just focusing on it. I don't know why, I, but I was just, I was just staring at it, intent, thinking, why am I so, why am I so caught up on this one game? Uh, I was thinking, I don't feel like playing games right now. It's not a good time. I was like, you know what, God? Um, uh, <laughs> um, I, this isn't really my idea of comfort. It's more masking the problem, band-aiding it, isn't it? You know, forgetting that it's there, in a way. But anyway, after a while, I got up and I, and I went over to that bookshelf. Grabbed that game, or I reached for it anyway, and as I was reaching for it, I, I noticed something that was kind of peeking out behind the, the game. Something that had been there for quite some time, a number of years. It was, uh, it was a devotional book uh, called His Battle. I'd, I'd forgotten about it up until now. Uh, forgot that it existed. I know I read it years ago, <laughs> at least parts of it, but um, I thought, okay, what, um, you know, uh, I thought, 
it's not going to hurt to just read a few chapters of this, or even just a few pages. So I threw the game aside, grabbed the devotion, and went back and sat down on my bed and, and opened up. And as I opened up the book, I opened up to a page, and the page was talking about exactly what I was going through. I read through the book. I looked at, you know, the words spoke to me. I looked at the verses and all of it was relevant. It wasn't as though someone had written a book and said this book is for hundreds of thousands of people or however many copies they sold. It was as if someone had sat down one day and God had said, Michael is going to be dealing with this thing at this particular time. And I want you to write a page in your book or a couple of pages in your book for him. It was that relevant to me, the page, and that real to me. That uh, I couldn't, I couldn't help but be touched. The fact that this hidden away in my bookshelf that I would never have found because it was behind, <laughs> ironically, uh, you know, entertainment that, as we saw from the other verse, will pass away. You know, it's kind of, it was just incredible, really, to, um, to find that book and to open it up and to have it speak to me and to have it be for me. I felt as if it had been written for me just for the moment that I was in. And I know I'm rambling a bit now, and I know I'm kind of going on a bit, bit too long. But uh, that, to me, really stood out. That, to me, was God saying, there's going to be ups and downs in your life. And <laughs> when, when you go through those times in your life when you are feeling down, I'm always going to be with you. God's saying, if you cry out for help, I'll hear you and I'll answer you. And I will bring people into your life. And I will bring things into your life that you never knew existed. Things in your life that can uh, get you back on your feet. God says, remember this. He says, your light afflictions will last in the course of eternity but for a moment. He says, but my ways are eternal. And I encourage you guys today, anyone listening, if you have any worries or cares, call out to God. And thank you as well for just sharing uh, your thoughts on this year, both about the podcast and just uh, sharing and opening up a bit about your life and your relationship with God this year. I think it's been a really meaningful experience as well. And uh, big thanks to all of the other uh, people in the ASP crew who also shared uh, their thoughts on this podcast, but also to everyone who's been involved this year. A big thank you for 
all the thoughts that you've shared, for the sermons that you've presented, and uh, for the way in which uh, you've impacted all of us. Thank you to everyone who's appeared on the podcast, to our guests and our co-hosts. You've made this possible and you've made it a great experience. And where would we be without our very faithful listeners? Thank you so much, everyone who listens back at home. Thank you for joining in with us. You really make uh, these podcasts special. We we love recording them and we love the fact that you guys listen we do this for you guys and so we really appreciate that you come back and you listen in with us here on the after sermon podcast well uh with that said we just want to say from all of us at the asp crew have a good one and merry christmas